0: Uh, hey, hey, everybody out there in podcast land! It's these two silly billies. Hey, I was gonna, Hey,
1: I was going to ask you yeah. something. Oh, hit me. Do you do you want to play the show intro like we do every episode ever?
0: Oh my god, I forgot the intro. All right, let's restart. I mean, you think,
1: no, I mean, like, I do it. Yeah, no, get it I mean, on. So you oh. think we should do it? Like now? It's probably
0: best, you know, just for the sake of yeah. Uh, uh, three, two, one, go.
1: I don't see it here.
0: Wait, why are, you, why are you teasing the intro when you don't have your finger on the button, the intro button, the theme song? I'm teasing the I was going to say we could do it your way, but, you know, I, I guess... I got a dog trying to boop me while I'm trying to do a show. I just get, like, hard boops to the side while I'm sitting here trying to record. You little furry son of a bitch.
1: There you go. Welcome to hey, sure oh I hardly know her. Uh just one of the best podcasts you could possibly listen to if you're uh wanting to delve into the
0: horror world. Uh, I, uh, thank God we're here because there God aren't that many podcasts. There really aren't a lot of horror podcasts.
1: We, we don't are hear. we don't
0: have enough podcasts.
1: Yeah, we're filling we are filling a void by doing this. This is a service there... that we do because we obviously make no money at it. So this is this is a service we're doing.
0: There are three podcasts about this podcast. And then one podcast okay, right. about the podcast that's about this podcast. I know,
1: and I like that one better than all of them, including Pride ours. Right, it's better yeah, than ours. Way better than ours. But we have to do ours. I don't for even that listen to
0: you to when we record our podcast. I just uh, listen to that podcast how, and then occasionally go, "Yes, a, I agree." What a
1: confusing
0: concept we just came up with. Uh,
1: okay, I am okay. uh, Alex Slasher. You're listening to and my I'm co-host, Micah
0: Slasher, and
1: brother Micah Slasher. Uh, we this is a horror movie podcast, as many of you know, of yeah. course, as our listeners. Uh-huh. But Micah. Uh-huh. Picked a little, I I would say, arguable. I would say, uh, is this horror? And and but it is it one of my favorite movies. The answer is yes, uh, without a doubt. Like literally one of my favorite movies of all times. We did the Burbs.
0: That's right. Today we are talking about 1989's The Burbs, directed by Mr. Joe Dante, starring Tom Hanks, Rick a Corey Feldman, Carrie Fisher, Bruce Dern, a hell of a cast, a hell of a set. It's a magical little feeling you get when you watch this. Uh, I mean from it's From the thing. very moment
1: the uh-huh. movie starts, it is magical.
0: How about that open? Uh-huh. The Universal I want logo. Movies like this to get made again. I like, yeah, the Universal logo, and then the, let's move in on a neighborhood. Yeah, right. The one Universal of those neighborhoods
1: disappears. We zoom in uh-huh. on the globe.
0: Oh, that's right. We start far, far away. Yeah, you we think zoom- it's hey, the hey, Universal logo? That was impressive logo. for 1989. That's
1: what I'm saying, dude. This is that is one of the most epic opens from an 80s a movie think about it because obviously it had to have been completed with models and it looks a little modely if you really pay attention but not so much so that if you didn't pay attention you wouldn't just think it was a special effect that went into the neighborhood
0: but, right how do you pull that off with i don't see I've google looked, earth
1: i have looked and looked and looked uh at how they pulled this shot off and i can't see any like real consensus as to what it was. There are, of course, a lot of internet experts out there who are saying, oh, it's this and this. But, like, I know there has to be... Some people are saying there's no transitions. It's all one shot. Right. But that can't be right because... That can't be right. That, yeah, because otherwise they would be shooting on a tiny globe that eventually becomes a very large model right so yeah i don't know how that's accomplished but it's brilliant and then you have that score swell up like you don't even know that you didn't even realize the movie had started you decided you were looking yep. at the universal logo and then boom you're in this cool sweet ass shot that is so expertly uh like moved like split with real scenes that you don't really notice it so it zooms in you know past the houses and then it goes to the Klopex house you know the bad neighbors and mm-hmm. then their, their basement you know lights up just a little bit immediately cut to tom hanks's porch in the real world with that house you know in the background and those lights coming on in the basement and it was like wow i mean like you there was no reason you would have thought that was a model it was so brilliantly done
0: so did you watch this when you were a kid
1: oh yes and uh at some point in my youth as a teenager or something i vowed to watch this movie once every summer of my life for the
0: rest of my life have you really you've been doing this every summer
1: i'm not saying that i have maybe i'm sure i've missed one i don't know but i made a point i was like i'm going to watch this every yeah. summer i do the same thing with uh, what about bob got to watch it uh, got to watch it once every summer because Baby i don't sticks. know i don't know why i guess i watched him in the summer back then tom hanks I'm is on sailing. vacation <laughs>
0: i haven't seen that movie in a very long time i used to watch that a ton when i was a kid i love that
1: That movie is fantastic what about bob is an underrated i mean like everybody loves it but nobody ever talks about it
0: baby steps to the door baby steps up the stairs baby steps to the
1: yeah everything about that's great i love the kids in it both of the kids Uh i love i love the wife i love richard dreyfuss everything about that movie is great we should watch it today um But we're but talking about, about whatever
0: you're talking about. Yeah. Let's talk about what I want to talk about. I'm for that for a reasonable amount of time. I'm kidding. I was just doing that as a goof just to be rude. Just as a funny. Just a goof about. Just, just, just a about. Just the silliness. Uh, I want to talk about Joe Dante for a second.
1: I know you do. Um, I'm in.
0: Dude. I loved his movies. I mean, like when I look back at what he directed, I was like, "Oh, Interspace was Joe Dante. Oh, Gremlins was Gremlins 2, The Burbs like dude made some of my favorite childhood movies."
1: I like that I saw an interview with him about, you know, when The Burbs came out, the reviews were absolutely horrid and sure. You know, it was it was a loved movie and it made money and people seemed to like it, but the reviews themselves were just absolutely terrible. And Joe Dante said, you know, he realized this is, you know, of course, made way before the Internet and stuff. And he realized at some point when he would like go to the dentist or whatever and people would be like, oh, you're the guy that made the Burbs. Wow, you made the Burbs. And Uh it was only then that he realized what a popular movie he'd actually made. And he says that he thinks the Burbs is the second most popular movie he ever made next to Gremlins.
0: I didn't know Joe Dante directed the original Piranha back in 1978. I'd always associated that with Roger uh, uh, Corman, Corman. but it was Dante's uh, directing. You know, he was working with Corman. He started off as a trailer editor uh, for Roger Corman, but he directed Piranha and The Howling.
1: I didn't know he directed Piranha until you you told me that recently you know because we talk about Joe Dante all the time yeah. you told me yeah, that yeah. recently and i was like what that can't be right and you know sure enough he, he did 40 you know 5 years ago or something like that
0: and i also gave joe dante credit in my mind for as long as i can remember for directing uh, joe versus the volcano which was not his baby but right after the burbs tom hanks was in joe versus the volcano so those two were you know did you paired like in my did brain. you like joe
1: versus the, the volcano
0: I used to watch it a lot. It came on TV back in the days when we had our VHS and you would hit record to record a TV movie, uh, you know, try to hit pause during the commercials. And that was one that I had recorded onto a VHS and watched over and over again.
1: I was never a huge fan of it. Like I, I I know I've never, I've not watched it as an adult, but as a kid, you know, it's, it's purposely depressing and it's weird. And as a kid, I don't (laughs) think I totally understood that it was... Uh, you know, purposely weird. And uh, I don't know. It it was such an odd movie to me. And plus it was so sad. I hated all the scenes where Joe was in the office and the lighting. I mean, you were supposed to hate those scenes. Oh, yeah. You know, but like, and the concept of the movie is great too. But like, I just, I never got into it. This one though, I love. I love The Burbs.
0: The Burbs has got some great performances. Jerry Goldsmith does a hell of a score. Of course, Joe Dante is making the thing look beautiful along with his cinematographer, who was. I'll look it up later. Um, But... (laughs) Corey Feldman, Tom Hanks, Bruce Dern. I, yeah. And, and let's let's set the scene. So we're we're in this town. It's a beautiful, picturesque neighborhood. And we've got some new neighbors, the Clopex, which, uh, you know, they look a little bit deliverance. They look uh, a little bit calvaire. They're freaking everybody out. They're they, they are definitely not like everyone else. And they've got these loud sounds coming from their basement. So you've got this whole setup of Tom Hanks is Ray Peterson. Uh, one of his best neighborhood buddies is Art Weingartner, played by Rick Decommon And then Bruce Dern is his uh, very patriotic veteran neighbor who every morning comes out. And pushes a little button to raise the American flag and salute it. And he's joined by his wife, who is, you know, the the little sex kitten in the short shorts that uh, Corey, young Corey, teenage Corey Feldman likes to check out.
1: Yes, he does. It's uh, it has a real as we go on. It has a real uh, rear window. Yeah, uh, like kind of vibe to it. And For I sure. I love all movies like that. I love Rear Window, but anything where like somebody is, you know, creeping on their neighbors because they think their neighbor is a killer. I love mm. that concept. I, I think it's awesome. I had this house, you know, in my neighborhood when I was a kid yep. where, you know, they didn't take care of they well, actually, they did take care of their lawn, but you never mm. saw how like the lawn would just be mowed one day and. You never saw a person. We never saw a person at that house ever, but yet it was maintained. Lights went on and off. And so, of course, my buddy and I, you know, made it several days worth of missions one time to, you know, go and try to find somebody. So we went. God, these kids are awful. We, like, looked in the house, and we didn't go in, you know, but we were, like, looking through all the windows and, you know, doing uh-huh. everything and rummaging around in the backyard to see if, like, you know, there was anything that could, like, show us that a person actually lived there. And so it was one of those old garages that was just, like, built onto the house. And we were at the back, which had, you know, glass window in it, the back door. And then in the front of the garage uh, was glass in the garage itself and it was like eye level it was a little garage and so we're there and we're like as I like look through that door we see through the garage to the front driveway and there is an old man like probably I mean he's not old he's probably in his 60s you know but looking through right at me seeing me through the glass and of course I'm like blah you know and I run I just haul butt to like you know the next neighborhood and my buddy's just running and screaming behind me and to this day he thinks I was messing with him he does not believe I saw a man because he didn't see him. even now, even now to this day. We've had we had this conversation as recently as last year. And this was I mean, literally, this was over mm-hmm. 30 years ago. And he still does not believe me that I saw a guy.
0: I don't believe you either. I don't ah, think it happened. Damn it. You're a
1: goddamn liar. I, I, it's been so long since I've talked to you. I feel like we're just catching up and we've kind of forgotten about the burbs. I'm sorry. That's my bad.
0: Did you say how old you were when this happened?
1: Oh, I mean, I was probably, I mean, I was a kid. I was probably, you know, 12 or
0: something. Uh, I I bet that scared the piss out of you. It was terrifying because, I mean,
1: again, this had been like years of never, always wondering about the house. We talked about it. We joked about it, you know, and then finally we go there and and over several days and never see anything and then boom, you look up and there's a guy just staring at you and it was like, oh (laughs) my God. I mean, I could still, ah. I could still feel it.
0: Uh, Robert M. Stevens was the was the cinematographer, the DP. If any I, of
1: our listeners out there
0: know the story
1: of how that open for Bur- the burbs was made, please, please send us something, or send us an article, or just send us what you know, because I cannot find any definitive thing. And usually yeah, yeah. for a movie like this, like you know, you can talk. Somebody has talked about how they made it. And it's just so interesting because it's 1989, you know. I mean, like mm-hmm. it just looked great. I loved
0: it. I think we should just have them call into the show. Uh, call and in and explain it to us. We'll have them on the show so we can let them explain it to us that on the sense. show.
1: That makes sense. That's Unless you're
0: shy, if you're shy and you know you don't have to, just send us a message. But you know, if you're if you're a, a a champion at the bits, come be on the show. I just thought of another one Joe Dante did that was one of my childhood favorites. Uh, do you remember a little movie called The Explorers?
1: oh yeah absolutely oh, that was a classic movie. kids movie uh you know the fact that you know he didn't do you remember matinee yeah yeah uh john goodman yeah it was kind of a disappointing movie but just the sure. whole concept of matinee and what it was based on and stuff i loved it you know and like I, I would still watch matinee to this day and i did not realize until you know the last several years that
0: joe dante did that Joe Dante, my hero. Joe Dante,
1: I mean, everybody in this is good. There's not, I don't think you could say, you know, so-and-so really wasn't pulling their weight. And I did see an article that said, you know, Corey Feldman really wasn't pulling his weight and that he was, you know, going through times, you know, back then or whatever. But I'm sorry, Uh, Ricky Butler (laughs) was the perfect, you know, punk neighbor. I mean, Ricky. Yeah, Butler I thought he was, was great. great. I
0: loved his performance when I was a kid, too. I like, too. Uh, that was who I related to. I mean, I, I, was I like, idolized Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman when I was a kid, though.
1: I mean, like I, I loved everything he did and, you know, still love him as lunatic as he is. You know, I mean, no more than anybody. But uh, I I thought Ricky Butler is great. How could you say Corey Feldman wasn't doing a good you know, job in that? It was a very
0: Bill and Ted type performance.
1: Yeah, but he was like also he was a punk, but he was a nice punk. Yeah, you know, even yeah, his yeah. friends were nice punks. They were like quintessential '80s suburban punks.
0: Yeah, they say hi to the neighbors. They're not breaking your stuff. They're just like, hey, what's up, Mister Peterson? Whoa. Yeah, and then you know, yeah. Wait, was All that it? Right.
1: Was that a clip from the movie? Did you... <laughs> I mean, that was, was so good, right? Was, I mean, did you do that? Was that your mouth? You do that with your was... mouth?
0: I have Corey Feldman right here.
1: Wow. Okay, so we do have a lot to talk about because this is one of our favorite movies. We have to debate whether it's horror. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I know mm-hmm. where you fall because you picked this, um, but I think we should get to a game of Final Girl first. Uh, if you don't know what Final Girl is, Micah is the man with the explanation.
0: I'll have that exclamation! <laughs> exclamation! <laughs> Never mind. I, I, let me. I said I, I want to walk word. that back. Yes, and while I'm looking that up, let's tease what else we have going. We're going we're going to do Final Girl. We're going to talk about what else we're into. We're going to give this movie our crunchiest kills and of course we will rate it. I feel like I left something out. Oh yeah, news of the year. We'll news have news year. of the year, of course.
1: I hope it's weird news of the year. I like news I like weird news of the year better.
0: I think we're doing that from now on. It seems to work better. It seems you, to be more uh, fun and it doesn't take as long.
1: You have the schedule there in front of you. I you didn't send it to me, so I don't have it. Is, is do we have any Guest is Wallaby Wanker going to stop by? Is God? Like, I well, hope not. So he's not on the list. You're saying he's not on the list. of things
0: if he is, I'll mark him off immediately. Okay, cool. Is not welcome at our studio after he killed that little was it a koala bear uh, last time he was here?
1: I don't think he killed it. Did he? I think it was a it was an accident. It, oh, it, it that's was going what, to die. That's, <laughs> yes, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Christmas seems like so long ago. <laughs> I forgot about that ridiculous uh, concept.
0: (laughs) All right. All right, Final Girl. Here's how it works. Every once in a while on our Instagram, our social medias, your Twitters, your what have yous, uh, we'll put out an announcement that says, hey, folks, if you were in a horror movie, uh, what would your character's name be? So you make up a name for your horror movie character. You Mm -hmm. submit it in the comments. We pick eight names, and eight of you will get to run the gauntlet. The Final Girl Challenge, which... We put your name into a hatch on a rusty old scrap wood and chicken wire ball, wheel, whatever it is. And I try not to get cut when I use it. We spin it around. We pull out your names. And you try to survive. Don't do any of those silly horror movie tropes. Nothing you heard of, you know, when Randy was talking in Scream. You don't want to separate from the group. Say, I'll be right back. You don't want to have booze. You don't want to take drugs. You don't want to lose your virginity and scores of other things that we're finding out as we play this game. And that's it. Uh, You're on teams of two for the first three rounds. By the last round, there will only be two of you. Your team may have survived, but unfortunately, your team will be ripped in two in that final round, and only one of you will survive to win the much-coveted mystery prize.
1: Do you write that down? Do you have, like, a notes, like a a bullet point list of, like, things you have to hit, or are you just, you know, straight from the hip on that
0: one? Right from those sexy, sexy Shakira hips. (laughs) From what I remember
1: about those hips is, you can trust them. All right. Yeah, so. Right.
0: Um, let's meet this week's contestants. <laughs> i okay. I'm all right. All right. Here we go. Up first, uh, it is I, Ayava Ichikant. <laughs>
1: what? Huh. I wonder what origin that name is from.
0: You're on a team with Lady Laviosa. Okay. Is that a Harry Potter reference, Laviosa? I don't know. Yep. Up next, uh, here's our next team of two. It's Faruza and all. Welcome back. Okay. And Ima Enus.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: next team, it's going to be Jessica Stabbit huh? and like Vendetta Vetti. Okay. And finally, our final team, Vicky Valur and Lesbia Fisticuff. Welcome a, to the show. Lesbia Fisticuff. You guys Lesbia really want to a this week. Lesbia Fisticuff. Okay. Yeah. They're getting they're getting weird. The names are getting weirder the longer this show exists. I'm going to put your names in the wheel. Into the hatch you go. We close that hatch. We're going to spin the wheel. Hurry, 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 hurry,
2: hurry. You've been doing Whoa. that. Whoa. You've been doing
1: that wheel noise for two years. This time it really got you, huh?
0: You know, I feel like one day I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stroke out, and I'll just be doing that for a long time, <laughs> and you'll be like, Micah, 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 and I'm just over here, hey, hey, hey. We finally lost him. He's cracked. Uh, okay, let's see who's out of the hatch first. It is Mrs. Feruza in all and Ima anus. All right, let's see how it goes. Feruza and Ima sitting in a tree pondering doing the nasty they're both virgins and their hormones are urging them to pop their cherries but their will is as strong as the tree they stay true to their pact of chastity you survive you
1: survive alright
0: good job y'all two of you
1: have made it
0: to the next round up next it is going to be Vicky Velour and Lesbia Fisticuff up from the sewer popped a sexy ninja turtle. He whipped out his bow staff. He's a very sexy fella. He made your eggs tremble, so young and so fertile. But you walked on by because turtles carry salmonella. You survived.
1: <laughs> you didn't really make a moral choice there. You made a hygienic one.
0: That's smart. I like yeah, that. Thanks for your help. Good job, you two. Okay, up next it is... Jessica Stabbit and Vendetta Vetti. Ketamine is good for depression It's been said and lord knows You have a heavy heart and heavy head Do you dare ingest This tranquilizer for a horse No because even if it helps A drug is a drug of course Of course you survived You survived
2: Alright
0: And finally Ayava Ichikant and Lady Laviosa These donuts are soft and sweet. Someone sprinkled them with cocaine. I ate till I couldn't eat. A a dive-bombing hawk pierced my brain. You are dead. Dive-bombing? Dive-bombing hawk. (laughs) He just shot through the sky, beaked straight into your brains, and you are dead. I wonder how the
1: hawk... Did the hawk survive? That's really my
0: question. It's anybody's guess. Answer me. <laughs> Answer me. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that Rory Scovel, uh the stand-up comedian, he gets up and he's doing uh he's doing the traditional stand-up comic stuff. He's like, "You guys ever go to the grocery store and uh you know, because so many jokes are like that, but then he, he just goes,
2: answer me! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, his face is all red. It's all I love it. Who is All that? right, rest in peace, uh, Rory Scovel. I'll check that out. He's a comedian and an actor. He's pretty funny. Uh, he likes to do a lot of weird, uh, weird, strange pranks, kind of like Andy uh, Kaufman style where you really mess with the audience. And Anyway. Okay, I have an itchy cunt and Lady Laviosa. Rest in peace, you are dead. But that does not disbar you from coming back and playing again. Thank you for playing. And as for the rest of you, you six will make it to round two. We'll find out what happens to you guys when we come back.
2: The Wanamaburra was put to rest in the hills overlooking Slasherville. Ten years since the wicked beast darkened our skies, filled our lakes with blood, and corrupted the minds of our innocent to turn on and slaughter their brethren. Ten years passed, and we remember those who were torn to pieces by their own mind enslaved family members and we honor no mo Watamabura Solo Repo Depot Day sales. So get on down to Solo Repo Depot, where we're slashing prices harder than the Dark Beast Watamabura slashed and dismembered our friends and family. Celebrate the Dark Lord's defeat by enjoying deep dark savings on all our repossessed merchandise. Cat boxes, four dollars, litter boxes, four dollars. Don't miss out, because just like the ritual forced hibernation of the rancorous hellspawn beast, heroically accomplished by the people of Slasherville. No mo' So Solo Repo Depot days won't last forever. So get on down to Solo Repo Depot, where we've sliced prices so hard, it's become a sombering reminder of what we've all lost.
1: So welcome back to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her. It's me, Alex Slasher, and it's also you,
2: Micah oh, Slasher. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah me, Micah Slasher,
1: fuck. Yeah, we really, you know, we, did, we didn't We did work that out. It was, we, we didn't even, it's my fault, we're, we're going Great there. Great
0: talkers, bad yeah. listeners. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, well, there's uh-huh. a lot,
1: There are a lot of moving pieces in uh yeah. doing yeah. a show like this you know you gotta read you gotta be make sure you're you know up on your uh up on mm-hmm. your the burbs trivia that you yeah. that you've been sitting around the bus stop listening to people talk about been, uh, been, i mean, i've been sitting at the bus stop all week gathering yeah. facts about the burbs from people who, yeah. who stop there i don't ever get on the bus though
0: talking about it while you're researching it while you're checking audio levels pushing buttons on a soundboard mm-hmm. and trying to concentrate because you're being blown under the desk by two interns right i i we're doing this are you not are you not doing that I, that's i have two interns under my desk well then now that i know this is hey, going you on you little rascals yeah you they, they knew i was talking about them get back to work you sillies um now that i know this is what's going on i
1: would appreciate a lot less eye contact <laughs> I, I thought you were just trying to connect uh, During the podcast I didn't realize
0: uh, So this, this is, is less cool when you consider That it's one of those little little cushy lap desks You know uh, yeah. <laughs> What I'm saying is they're making a bounce And I can't really work with them while they're doing whatever oh, they're doing man,
1: right there. is there a Is there some sort of Button I can push to, uh, yeah. I got a little mark button here on my thing I can push so I can erase that whole preceding five minutes. Um, <laughs> so we talked about the Burb. We're talking about the Burbs because we watched the Burbs. And I'd say we watched the Burbs this week, but we did not watch the Burbs this week. We watched it quite some time ago because their shows got out of order. And then Mike and I, uh, again, remember, we do not make any money on this podcast. I know we say that all the time, but it's really our excuse to say we. Sometimes our real jobs like take over uh, and that is the thing. But we do we and we've gotten back in order with this one. The burbs are dropping and then we drop. uh, What's the one you keep trying to get me to push out, Micah?
0: Oh, the, the host episode yeah, the host with episode. Uh, Hannah, our paranormal investigator. Yeah,
1: it's a great episode. We just didn't push it out it. because we were going to do a video thing with it, and we didn't plan ahead enough. The audio is still good, so we'll use it. Um, yeah,
0: there's some cool audio, some real ghosts. Definitely. It's kinda, there's some cool stuff. Micah brought up a pretty dope uh,
1: thing this morning. First thing this morning, I get a text i woke up at 6 30 on a saturday uh february 17th because my dogs woke me up and then shortly thereafter there's Micah texting me and he goes hey dude the burbs premiered 35 years ago today and so 25 we're, right 35
0: 35 is it 35 yeah, i did and, my math uh, wrong that was just like seven o'clock this morning when I'm like blurry eyed like hey that's today well it's
1: well you can think about it. it's 2024 and this didn't
0: no, come it, out it would have to be 35 in you know the year
1: 1999. So uh yeah, it's 35 and we are recording it by pure coincidence on the day it premiered. How about that? How
0: cool was that to wake up and be really? like hey, that's, that's today. I mean,
1: I thought that was just like such a fucking cool thing. 35 years of this amazing movie which uh you know, Tom Hanks apparently according to the guys at the bus stop uh Tom Hanks uh didn't mm-hmm. he was he didn't want to be a dad in this like he wasn't sure about being a dad because he had never played a dad and he thought you know maybe that would change the kind of roles he could get but he did it just fine and i think you know i think his career worked out okay um other trivia that i'm loving about this is that the dog walter's dog is the dog from silence of the lambs that yeah, dog, yeah. that dog is precious from silence of the Lambs. It's also it's nice just, to see a cool. uh a-
0: Totally underused Carrie Fisher in this movie. Uh, it's uh, I, I love seeing her because, you know, we're I, Star Wars kids. We grew up, and she's precious to us.
1: I think I like the fact that Carrie Fisher was so underused. Uh, yeah. Not because I don't like Carrie Fisher. I love Carrie Fisher. We are Star Wars kids. But I, li- I felt like she was, I felt like her character was completely real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she didn't feel like. She, I mean, I felt a lot of the characters don't feel real in this. Right. I mean, like sure. art is not a real human being. Yes, you have annoying friends, but do you have art? No. Uh Yes, you have the guy that has the flagpole, you know, in his yard across the street from you. I literally do. Mm. But, you know, he is not, you know, uh what was the guy's name? What's what's Bruce Dern's name in this?
0: Oh, let's see here. I'll have in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Mark, no, won't. Mark right, Rumsfeld. That
1: Rumsfeld, that's what it is. They call him Rumsfeld, but it's, his name is Mark, which I did not know. It's interesting. Um, oh, hi, Mark. But anyway, you don't, you know, those characters don't necessarily feel real. The Barbie wife and all that. But Carrie Fisher's character feels real. Tom Hanks' character feels real to me. He's a guy who, you know, stressed from work, taking a vacation,
0: wants to just stay at home and the I got it like, I finally pulled it up. It was Mark Rumsfeld. Uh, are you Alex? not listening
1: to me? I've already said that. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, I forget. I forget why we're friends sometimes, and uh, then it's moments like these that I remember. Yeah. So for that, this is that classic movie
0: of you know. Yes, neighbor- lead us, lead the, us down the path. The Where do we go now?
1: Weird right the neighbors are weird they moved Definitely. in we live in this perfect little suburban bubble uh uh-huh. the movie the entire movie takes place in this neighborhood it never goes outside this neighborhood even once so this is i mean it's almost like a bottle episode of a movie right yeah and yeah. so you it's their little community doesn't even stretch out to the other streets and uh-huh. you know there's they, there's the old neighbor at the end of the street who lets his dog poop in uh, Walter's yard. Yeah. Walter, who's, you know, not in great health. Um, there's the annoying neighbor, neighbor art. There's the, you know, neighbor across the street, Bruce Dern, who's just this like military dude, really great lawn. Ricky Butler's parents are gone. He's painting the house while, you know, they're out of town. Yes. He's the punk teenage, you know, kid. And I mean, like all these characters are part of this little community Right, They all know each other. They all play their little role. And then you drop down this really (laughs) crazy, I don't know, crazy, creepy is a better word, family. The Clopex. The Clopex. And the Naps lived there. They say the Naps lived there before them. And I mean, they did a little bit mention how the yard had gone to crap. But I mean, like that yard went to crap. I mean, they, they did not live there long before that yard just, you know, gave up.
0: Hey, I, I got a question. We we dropped the ball. We didn't do our movie blurb. Do we have any movie blurb music so we can do the blurb for the burbs? The burb blurb. The burbs blurb. Uh, the well, burbs blurbs. if you're ready, I'm ready. You're ready. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Settling in for some time off in his suburban home, Ray Peterson's vacation becomes a horror when the Clopex, a suspiciously odd family, move in down the block. Enlisting the aid of his paranoid buddy, Art, and his militiaman neighbor, Rumsfield, Ray sends his son and wife away on a trip while he investigates the Clopex. When a neighbor disappears, Ray and his cohorts risk their lives to save their cul-de-sac from the clutches of evil.
1: Well done, Micah. It was brilliant. It was beautiful and brilliantly read i i did think we were going for a whole synopsis again though
0: i wouldn't do that to you they, they you, finally had like a, a, a decent blurb i remember you doing it once where you started reading the entire synopsis yeah. that somebody had put on wikipedia <laughs> and it was probably i don't know a minute and a minute and a half before i was like hey hey alex yeah, you, i mean it was a good <laughs> while
1: before you like I don't, I don't even know if you chimed in i might have just stopped but uh,
0: oh, I think you did just stop. You're like, I was waiting for you to notice that I was reading the entire plot. <laughs> yeah, and you I, did not. I did not. I just sit there. I wanted to just sit there and be like, what is he? Eventually he'll stop, right? I should, nah, I'll just let him keep going.
1: <laughs> well, the Klobecks are great. You have them played by Henry Gibson and I guess the guy's name's Theodore Gottlieb, but you know, I grew up him mm-hmm. being brother theodore because that's what he is in the script you know that i mean yeah. that's just what yeah, he is yeah. in the credits or whatever when they you know freeze on him he's brother theodore uh, and then you got Courtney Gaines, who is Hans, which is great. The always
0: creepy Courtney, Courtney Gaines. Gaines,
1: and I'm I'm sure probably one of the most normal, pleasant guys you'll ever meet in your life. But man, what's crazy
0: is when you see pictures of him when he's not in character, just looks like a dude, yeah, he's like just a normal a dude. dude.
1: But when he's in character, and he's played some great characters. I mean, like Courtney yeah. Gaines, it, like people listening right now are like, God, who is Courtney Gaines? And then if you looked yeah. him up. You'd be like, oh, I remember him oh. from you know, he was his thing. He had, every
0: creepy redheaded kid. Yeah. He
1: had a phenomenal part in an episode of My Name is Earl. Uh, if you ever watch that show. And it's just yeah. he's so great. He's this guy that just absolutely loves life and he's so positive. And then he gets like, I don't remember, he gets like carjacked and his car is stolen. His right his life is just absolutely destroyed. And so then he just becomes this piece of crap. But yeah. the whole, you know, precipice for all of it happening was something Earl had done. So he had to go make it back up to Courtney Gaines. It was a great episode. Anyway,
0: I think like most people, when I think of Courtney Gaines face, I immediately think of two movies, The Burbs and Children of the Corn. Some I want to see some big shot director, some, you know, acclaimed director like your Paul Thomas Anderson's or whatever to be like, hey, it's time to put Courtney Gaines into one of my movies because, you know, he's going to crush it.
1: I want to see a two man show, Courtney Gaines yeah. and Christopher Lloyd. A night with Courtney Gaines and Christopher Lloyd. That's what I want to see.
0: <laughs> that's the that's so weird. I'm I'm immediately on board. <laughs> I know, right? You can't I don't say, know how, you can't say no why the Sakai occurred to you, but uh, yeah, it's,
1: uh um so Club X, this movie, they're scary. They're yep. possibly serial killers. Is this mm-hmm. movie horror, do you think?
0: Uh, You know, when you look it up on your Googs, it says horror comedy uh, or comedy horror. Uh, But, uh, you know, that could probably be debated. Yeah, it says comedy slash horror, but that's just Google. And what do they know? Uh, That's up for us to to decide because they're not the horror experts. We are. You and I. What do you say, Alex? Is this horror or not?
1: I would say this is uh definitely there and i say you remove tom hanks from this movie which would be a travesty don't you know don't don't take tom hanks out of anything that he does he's an american treasure but um mm-hmm. you take him out of this and put another actor in there and you can see some of the you know stuff that people at the bus stop were saying was that there were darker endings to this there was you know like uh art Rick DeCommon's character gets killed and there's all this stuff oh, that you couldn't put in if it's a Tom Hanks movie because, you know, he's Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. He just came off big and, you know, and yep. I and I get it. I don't want to see Tom Hanks in that role at all.
2: You know, did you ever see the movie The Sentinel, Mr. Peterson? It's about the old guy who owns the apartment, which is kind of like the uh, gateway to hell. No, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> well, I was doing some thinking. And you know, being that their last house burned down and all, it's like maybe somebody left the gate open. Yeah, I
1: think you hundred percent have a horror comedy. So yes, this
0: is a horror comedy. Okay, so if we, if you forget about the comedy and the way it's shot and how it's so damn wonderful in eighties uh, with the music and mm. the set, uh, the atmosphere, we, the whole we just, mood. Yeah, if we just if you just heard the blurb that it's about a guy who goes on vacation. Uh, and his vacation becomes a horror when an odd family moves in that might be serial killers, and a neighbor disappears. Mm, that sounds more like a thriller to me. If if I didn't know it was a comedy, so maybe there's maybe there's an argument that it's not horror. We do have murder. We do have bodies. We do have some Satanism. We do have tons some, of bones uh, and skeletons. Lots of bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skulls. we've got it's i mean the family definitely has some uh you know texas chainsaw massacre vibe to it and they even show uh texas chainsaw massacre on the tv uh ray's watching it hey uh, i was thinking about this movie and i realized that it came out in 1989 and uh i happen to remember some things that happened in 1989 oh yeah tell me about those well, Alex, that was all a lie because I couldn't find any good weird news from 1989. So we're going to go what? even further back. We're going to go way, way back. You're all arbitrarily the way to,
1: picking dates now. You're just if giving, I can't find it, yeah.
0: You're just if I can't find the weird news from the year the movie came out, you're still going to get your weird news because I don't like to disappoint. I, I, this is going to come I'm gonna be from. Honest, uh, I'm a little disappointed. Just, and just, just, I'm just going to breeze right over that, pretend I didn't hear it. Okay. And uh, <laughs> this comes from April 9th, 1928.
1: That abso- article that was, makes was called sense. Can't, Teeth. Can't argue
0: with that logic. All right, there's going to be a little trivia here. Uh, get ready, people. This story is true from 1928, came from the issue of Time. It says Matthias Blau of Chicago persuaded his wife Helen to have all her teeth pulled. He then refused to buy her false teeth because he said it was cheaper to feed her soup than solids. So Mr. Blau went to court. Uh, or Mrs. Blau went to court. She was awarded two sets of store teeth and was to be <laughs> was to be fed beef steak regularly. Judge Jonas told Mr. Blau that he had committed, quote, the meanest trick he had ever heard of. Okay. So my question, Alex, how often associated with that is what there's trivia associated with that? Of course there's trivia. Uh, How often, Alex, must Matthias Blau feed his wife beefsteak?
1: Oh, you mean the answer is in what you said. You were testing to see if I was listening. It's
0: not in there. I said she has to be fed beefsteak regularly, uh, but the court actually, the judge ordered that he feed his wife beefsteak how often? Um, three times how a day. How often's Miss Blau going to get that beefsteak? Three times a day. Three times a day. That is right. It was once a week.
1: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Notice how I said that's right, which you yeah, will oh, dead she, wrong.
1: She so
0: often was once a week. Hmm. yeah she gets her beef steak once a week
1: God damn it you got you caught me up in this you got me asking questions and showing interest in a a weird fact <laughs> from 1929 or 1920, something 1928, 20, uh, yeah I, <laughs> I protest this I mean like you didn't even do yes but 30 years earlier it's not even yeah. it's not even an even date away.
0: This happens all the time where you're like This is dumb, let's not do this And then you, you get yeah. totally sucked in well,
1: I protest, I don't want any, I, I hate this Go on
0: I think it's interesting that in a, you know a news article From 28, they called them store teeth
1: Wait, what are store S- teeth? I thought they were S- teeth from teeth, a store Teeth
0: you buy from a store a Oh, store that's teeth. what I thought, yeah,
1: they weren't like dentures yeah. or whatever Uh-huh Alright, I'm putting the music store back teeth. on You just
0: call it where it's from and what it is
1: I've lost interest.
0: I need a hardware store shovel and three restaurant tacos.
1: (laughs) Well, I like that. I'm I'm ordering that way. Uh I'm ordering that way the next time I go to Taco Bell.
0: All right. We have three stories today. One down, two to go. This next one is from the August 4th, 1924 issue of Time. The headline reads, Small World. Here's the article. In Albany, New York, one Hector Sinclair of El Dorado, Kansas, hurried into a secondhand bookstore. He had heard that the vendor possessed a copy of a work for which he had searched for over 50 years. The writings of Jewish historian Josephus Hector opened the book. Sorry, Josephus Hector opened the book, beheld his own name on the flyleaf, and recognized the volume as the one he had lost in 1872. Pretty cool. Went year Been looking all over for this book. He finds it. What year did in 1924?
1: He lost it in 1872. And did he lose it in El Dorado,
0: Kansas, and found it in El Dorado, Kansas? Let's see. He's in, oh, he's in- Albany, New York. Albany. He was from El Dorado, Kansas. Uh, is I that- don't know. It doesn't say where he was when he found it. I'm assuming he- no. Well, the news is in Albany, mm. New York. So I guess he's from Kansas and found it in New York. Uh, I don't so, know if he lost it in Kansas uh, or what. Um, all right, here's your question, I, though, I Alex. I don't know if I have a buzzer How much? for this
1: story. Yep, yep, dude, got it. Not interested. What the
0: <laughs> hell is happening? Not oh. interested
1: in that story. You don't think it's cool that he lost you a you book even and found know. it? As far as we know, he lost it in Albany and found it in Albany. Maybe he lost it at a restaurant and went into that. You don't know. You didn't do the research. So, all right, next story or whatever you want to ask.
0: Alex, yes. how much did Hector Sinclair pay to buy back his long lost book? Fifty-seven cents. Two dollars and fifty cents. That's probably a lot of money in 1929. Uh, yeah, I bet I was. I guess it was a collector's item. Right. Or he was like, uh, "That's twenty-five cents." Oh wait, what's this story about it being a long lost book? I mean, that's two fifty. <laughs>
1: probably. That's probably it. All right, you got one more story.
0: <laughs> one more. This is from July 23rd, 1923. In Chicago, assembled the annual convention of the International Association of Specialty Salesmen, said their president. This year, we decided to find the man with the longest beard in the country to appear at our convention. He then introduced Hans W. Langseth, 77 of Barney, North Dakota. Mr. Langseth carries his beard inside his waistcoat in a bag. The specialty salesman conferred upon him the title of Supreme Grand whiskerino of the Universe. Alex, how long was Hans W. Lanseth's beard? Was it A, 8 feet long, B, 17 feet long, or C, 5 feet long?
1: 17 feet long.
0: Ding, 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 you are correct, good move smart guessing go with the big one because that is right his beard was 17 feet long and that's the news of old years the 1920s folks we're going way back
1: and what was the uh what was the title that he was that was bestowed upon him
0: supreme grand whiskerino of the universe <laughs>
1: that's fucking dope as hell this, this is the coolest fucking title, title I've ever heard. <laughs> I mean, do you think he ever melt, met like somebody famous who was like, you know, I'm a knight over in England? And be like, oh, yeah.
0: Well, I'm the supreme grand whiskerino of the universe.
1: <laughs> and then does it say later on that because of interactions like that, he was eventually committed?
0: Oh, yeah. We <laughs> had to put him away. He claimed to be the supreme grand whiskerino of the universe. <laughs> I swear, I went to a salesman's conference. I am. <laughs> uh,
1: okay. So that was phenomenal. That was. Uh, that last one really saved you. That last one. Uh, that last one brought you. Brought you back. I'm,
0: his I'm title ready. when you first start to read a Grand Supreme Wizard. I'm like, is this a clan thing? This sounds kind of clanny. But it's Whiskerino whiskerino yeah of whiskerino. the universe
1: hey speaking of whisker let's go ahead and have this conversation uh me. you guys probably don't know i meant on mic we've had this conversation uh you guys yes. yes i've probably mentioned that i play disc golf occasionally as well as regular golf but uh i was playing disc golf the other day with a friend and a guy decided to jump in he was like hey you know can i join your Your group or whatever. And I said, yeah, absolutely. And we jumped in. We played an entire round with him. Nice guy, right? And at one point in the play, he's talking about the basket where you throw your discs. And uh, he makes some joke referencing whisker basket. He says, whisker basket. And uh, that is something we said in our basket case episode and it didn't strike me at the time because micah me my wife uh dr scott we all say whisker basket all the time as a joke now it's like in her vernacular and so it didn't hit me as weird and if you are listening guy who played disc golf with me uh please like send us a note because I want to know if you said that because you listened to our podcast. If I'd caught it at the time, I could have had the conversation. Uh, I do not remember the gentleman's name because I don't believe he told me, but he did tell me his disc golf name is captain man bun. So if that sounds familiar to any of you, please contact us on Instagram.
0: I can't believe you heard somebody mutter whisker basket and weren't like, hold on. Because it just doesn't,
1: it didn't hit my ear as odd. Because yeah. we, you say it all the time. say whisker
0: basket so much.
1: <laughs> because, I mean, it just comes up. We, j- we make that joke all the time. All right. Do you want to get in a final girl real quick? Let's do it.
0: I okay, want to know you...
1: how this next round is going.
0: Let's find out. Uh, we lost itchy Ay- Ichikunt and Lady Laviosa. Rest in peace. Already starting to smell a little. We still have six <laughs> players. Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh let's see what's gonna happen in round two. Okay, so we're gonna put your names into the hatch. We're gonna spin that wheel. Hurry, 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 kabanga! All right, let's see who's coming out next. Yeah, really bottom of the barrel shit here, Alex I, don't I, I. I thought it was quick. I, to, I don't know why. Uh, I put all these, you know, different things that we do. Like why do I have to have a final sound after I spin a wheel? I can just spin a wheel. And then I started doing a sound and now I have to, and I always draw a blank. I literally look around my house and like <laughs> hurry 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 basketball. Yeah. Uh yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: you have a basketball in your house. <laughs>
0: all right first out of the hatch it is i'm looking at it right now it's a little black basketball mm. i need a new one that one's old
1: <laughs> huh, beautiful wife <laughs> no,
0: she, she runs away when i do this show <laughs> big stack of money <laughs> i wish i had a big stack of money uh, if anybody has a big stack of money please send it to me so that, all right round well, two we'll know Here when we we you go. get it
2: because that'll be the wheel sound <laughs>
0: First out of the hatch, we have Vicky Valuer and Lesbia Fisticuff. All right, welcome. Well, not welcome. Good luck. Your BFF Amy says, let's buy some vodka at Liquor Mart. We'll get totally loaded. We'll drink until we shart. But it's 8 o'clock on a Tuesday in 1999, and besides, it's a sin. Tuesdays are when I watch Shasta McNasty on UPN. You survived. <laughs> Is that a real show? Oh yeah, had a uh, uh, Busey in it. Uh, what's his name? Not Gary, his son. Uh, Busey, uh, I, I just forgot his first name. I can't think of it either. It made it one season, one season on UPM. Shasta McNasty. Uh-huh. it was a real show. I thought you would, you of all people, would be like, no. "What, Shasta McNasty?" <laughs> no, I've
1: never heard of it. Uh, and I'm disappointed. Right. I can't think of uh, Busey's name. But go on, Jake, Jake, Jake Busey. Busey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, up next, we got Jessica Stabbit and Vendetta Betty. My dress is satin and slinky. My hair is silky and soft. All the boys want to boink me. I tell them politely, fuck off. You, you survive,
1: and I like your attitude
0: about it. Amen. All right, that means Feruza and all, and I'm a anus. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. I want to say again. I love our listeners <laughs> i love them. yeah yeah all right for rosa i'm uh... the old lady raced toward the checkout as fast as her old legs could go you saw her and picked up your pace you beat her because she is slow <laughs> after you paid you picked up your bag then she shot you oops laughed the old hag you are dead
1: <laughs> These rhymes are always better when you write them, man. Your your rhymes are so much better
0: than mine. I think they had it coming because, you know, cutting somebody off in the already headed towards the checkout lane, you took her just because you were younger. You're an asshole, you deserve to die. Yep. Well, All
1: right, there you go.
0: Farooza and all, Ima Anus, Ayava Ichikunt, and Lady Laviosa. Rest in peace, four dead, four alive, and we'll find out what happens to you four in the next round of Final Girl when we return. Ever had a pickle so good it made you forget who you are? A pickle that made all your troubles melt away? That gave you eagle eyes and set your heart on fire? No? Neither have we. But here's hoping that one day we'll make a pickle that good. Donate to the Stedman Perfect Pickle Fund. Our scientists count on generous pickle lovers just like you to continue their research so that maybe that one day doesn't have to be so far away. The Stedman Perfect Pickle Fund. It's a big deal. Oh, hello, everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome back to the show. You got me, Micah Slasher, and my brother. Alex Slasher talking about 1989's *The Burbs*. We happen to be recording today on the 35th anniversary of the movie. Wasn't even on purpose. We were researching this morning, looked at the date, and we're like, "Hang on a second, that's today!" So happy accidents, totally. in the words of the immortal Bob Ross.
1: Very, very. I mean, like I. Thought, I mean, there's no way we could I mean we could have planned it but there's no way we could have accidentally fallen into that what are the chances right and I have been on you for a while to record this episode and we just haven't been able to get our schedules together yeah yeah and so it just that's amazing although my question to you is were you texting me this morning to say hey dude let's do it tomorrow but then you saw it was today that it premiered and we're like "Ah, let's just do it today
0: it definitely helped to raise my level of motivation to do the show today
1: good well that's oh i don't even get to pick a movie this week
2: dang
0: oh that's right that's right we get a guest oh that oh wait a second let me look up our guest i think our next guest
1: let's not have this conversation here uh don't make me edit this (laughs) don't make me have to edit this podcast
0: (laughs) all Um... right all right yeah we should never pre-tease anything for next episode's yeah,
1: let's do, however, make any promises. what we've gotten to uh, here in uh, in Mayfield Place, I believe, is where this takes place. Uh, I think there's some correlation, people said, to the fact that uh, Leave It to Beaver, that the fictional town of Mayfield was the setting for the show Leave It to Beaver, and apparently Leave It to Beaver was filmed on that lot. I don't know, I just mm. saw that somewhere. I don't know That's if that cool. has anything to do with it at all. The uh, thing makes it look like it zooms into like, you know, Iowa somewhere or something. But I think this is supposed to be in Illinois That's what most things on the internet say. Uh, also, I read that uh, uh, art, you know, the, 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 the neighbor that, you know, is yeah. lovable, but a little much Rick to common, apparently Rick, uh-huh. uh, Tom Hanks and Rick to were not super tight on the set. Didn't really uh, like each other.
0: Oh, well, what's the big deal? Come on, fellas, get along. I mean, it said that it never affected the work,
1: and everything says it was like a great set to work on. Like, it was huh. so fun, and everybody had a blast, but apparently they didn't, like, super get along, I guess. I don't know. And a lot of the good stuff that you love is uh, ad-libbed, because this was shot during the rider strike.
0: You know what? I love that scene. I wonder if it was... Uh, scripted or ad lib but anyway it's one of my favorite scenes when i think of the burbs i think of this scene uh is when rick and uh or art and ray are sitting i think it's down in maybe ray's basement yeah. or Art's. i can't remember but they're sitting and they're looking through books on the occult and on satanism and uh tom hanks doesn't want to hear it anymore he's covering his ears mm-hmm. and he starts like na da 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 and he's like do you hear that you hear that ray you're chanting i'm not going to listen to this ray, you're chanting unconscious chanting you're chanting hear this now. I, I want to
2: kill want to everyone satan is good satan is our pal
0: i love satan satan is our pal yeah satan is good satan is
1: our pal. uh that was ad-libbed. Ooh,
0: You sounded just like art when you said that.
1: <laughs> that was ad libbed. That was uh
0: Was it really you know, that's I th- one of my favorites? I, I think
1: he's supposed to say, you know, hey, you're chanting, you know, that's a sign, you're chanting, but instead he does the chant and he's like, you know, Satan is good, Satan is your pal. So yeah, absolutely. I think, I think And Rick
0: was a stand-up too, right? I don't know. He I mean, like I'm pretty sure I don't I've seen know Rick much do about him,
1: but I do know you saw him and stuff. You know, like he was an yeah. actor. He was yeah, in yeah. stuff, he was successful to at least to my Eyes at that age because I saw him in a lot of stuff.
0: Damn, can this be right? Rick was a tall motherfucker. If 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 Wikipedia is right, it says he was six five. That what? can't be right, can it? He doesn't look that tall next to Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks isn't that tall.
1: And Tom Hanks is seven foot one. What? Yeah, seven foot one. They just I always never put knew him that. next to uh, wow. tall women. Yeah, and hmm. so he doesn't look like a you know a freaking
0: nature. So when in pictures, he's just always on his knees. Yeah. I hear that's how you get big in Hollywood. They do
1: actually. They film a lot of his stuff on uh, Muppet sets, uh-huh. so like the there's a thing that he can stand <laughs> in, so he seems normal height, and everybody else, you know, can stand on the actual things. So they just, oh, so if you notice, God. if you if you're a big like uh, Sesame Street guy or Ooh. the Muppet guy or whatever, like if you go see those movies that were made about the same time as Tom Hanks movies, often the sets are very similar.
0: Yeah, Rick was a Canadian stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and producer. He passed away in 2015 at 62. Very sad.
1: Yeah, uh, so anyway, we what we've gotten to up at this point is some wonderful stuff. I mean, there's something going on in the basement, right? Where mm-hmm. the like fire and flames kind of shoot out, and you see it, and it makes yeah. a lot of noise. I don't know how the Clopex could think the neighbors wouldn't be. Uh, uh, suspicious of this, they go visit the Clopex, and just to like see, they do it. A- a million things. One of the the returning gags or the callback gags I love is that when they anybody goes to their front porch and knocks, somebody's foot falls through the porch mm-hmm. I love that. And and man, man, Bruce Dern, he does it better. Like when Art does it, it's great. When Bruce Dern goes down,
2: he goes down.
1: And he dumps the brownies over and he's like, God damn it, <laughs> you know. It's it's just I love this. That always makes me laugh so hard. And that's just you know, a little tiny gag. And yeah, I mean, I I laugh so hard at that because you can picture <laughs> Remsfield or whatever his name is being so mad at that you know like i don't know I, I love that
0: shot you know i used to never understand why old men got mad when they got hurt because as a child you get hurt and you're like oh no i hurt my finger uh, i hurt my finger i need a band-aid and i don't know when it happened i'm 42 now but at some point now when i get hurt i'm just like son of a bitch ah come on because it's too. just you're like it's inconvenient you're like well this is gonna fuck up a couple of weeks god damn it
1: i know <laughs> i know exactly about? i was putting up christmas lights this last year and
2: like i really like sliced uh, my
1: hand on this piece ooh, of metal yeah. that i made it doesn't matter what the metal was but i sliced my hand on the piece of metal while i was up on the roof yeah. and it was like son of a bitch and it was like at that moment i kind of wanted to just throw myself head first off the roof you know?
2: <laughs> like like this is it I'm not going to deal with this for the next three weeks.
0: And the bitch of it is, you can't get mad at anybody but yourself. It's like, who yeah. do I blame? Who do I hit for this? And it's, it's like, I did this. Son of a...
1: You know, I've never been one of those guys that, like, punches walls. Like, I always uh-huh. think, I you know, I would say no offense to you listeners out there that do that, but no, I mean offense. It's fucking ridiculous to punch walls and shit. It's so stupid. But anyway... Yeah. Uh, but for I better I,
0: sheetrock I, than children.
1: Sure, absolutely. But I but I bet it's very scary to children when you do that. Uh so don't do that either. Yeah, but, do that. Um go outside. But like I get the desire to punch the shit out of the thing that you just you know, like <laughs> that just hurt you. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> It's like I just cut my hand on it's like man
2: I'm going to fuck you up desk.
1: Uh I don't think is this podcast about horror? I know I bring this up a lot. Do
0: we talk the, horror? The real working? horrors
1: of real life? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Age and you know getting cut getting cut and injured as a male. Um uh. So, you know, they've gone over to the Klopex house to kind of feel them out, right? And I love the scene where Bruce Stern is just peeling fucking wallpaper off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Who does uh, that? That's what
0: my wife said. Walks into a house and starts ripping it apart. I mean, well, that's the, not acceptable anywhere.
1: The, several people at the bus stop said, uh, or at least somebody at the bus stop said that that was like an ad lib by Bruce Dern because they did not have writers and, you know, or they had writers, but they writers couldn't work because the strike was going on. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was just one of the things he put in there. And <laughs> I absolutely love yeah. that. One guy at the bus up said that, but a lot of people found it helpful.
0: I love that part. I love that. <laughs> like you asshole. Like what if they're not, you're just coming <laughs> into a stranger's house and ripping off their wallpaper. Yeah. While they're in yeah. there though, uh, Tom
1: Hanks gets some, you know, clues that maybe they are killers. He found, That's he right. finds the toupee from Walter's house. Walter's gone missing. They think they, Klobex have killed him. Uh, and Walter's toupee is in their house. And so they, they go full on assault, man. <laughs> the Klobex leave for the day. I don't know how they're so sure that all of the Klopex are going to leave, but they all leave. And they like straight up cut the electricity. One neighbor goes up on the roof with a rifle and a scope. <laughs> I mean, like it's in a uh-huh, uh-huh. big, huge walkie talkie and they're going, they're going to dig in the backyard, which they do. They're looking for bodies because, uh, all those, I love the scene where they're looking out the window. I think it's Tom Hanks that's looking out the window and the, there's like just three of the Klobex in the black, in the backyard, which is all mud furiously digging in the pitch black Uh Pouring down rain, and they're all wearing rain cloaks. That's the only way you could describe
0: it. A rain cloak, satanic ritual (laughs) robes, like maybe this is a horror movie.
2: And the lightning's flashing. I mean, it's Uh a literal Uh downpour. They're furiously just hacking at the earth. I mean, that
1: is. I mean, you look out your two-story window and you see that going on in the neighbor's yard. There is
0: no way you do not call the police. absolutely and I, I'm, and calling I the I'm calling the police my suspicions are confirmed these people are crazed murderers
1: and the cops would be like i can't do anything and i'd be like now if you came and saw what i'm seeing just come over just come over and look
0: <laughs> so they've gone over they found the toupee they have reasons to be suspicious walter's dog was uh running loose and walter when they went to his house was gone so they're like where the hell's walter and then of course they see that toupee so the Klopex had to kill him right
1: that's what they... Yeah. I mean, I mean, they are killers. Walter's missing. There's a mm. turned over chair. You know, his beloved dog's walking. Yeah, of course.
2: They,
0: and two, then two, one two, two day, uh, the dog is running around the fence line, runs up with a... What looks to be a human femur. Yes.
2: So that's...
1: I mean, this is a lot of proof, right? Yeah. This is a lot yeah. of proof. I mean, certainly, certainly... Well, I will say when we get to the femur, uh-huh. like as a kid, I didn't understand. Now as an adult... I think even the most, you know, person who knows the least about anatomy ever would see a bone that size and be like, what the fuck? You know, Yeah. yeah. but they, they just kind of come to it slowly. We, you know, he throws it once for him, Art throws it once and gets it back and shows it to tom hanks and he's like yeah so what it's a bone i'd be like wait that fucking bone is a skeleton you know it's a skeleton bone so i don't know at that point i think that's beyond circumstantial i think dead on you've got them
0: but they decide they're going to basically set up a mission right they're like we're going to inspect this yeah I go, like, you know what i really like on is- assault. The big night and how Corey Feldman gathers his buddies and he's like, Hey, you guys got to come over. We're all going to sit on the porch, drink beers, get high and watch my neighbors (laughs) act weird. I want to live in this neighborhood.
1: I do too. That's exactly. And I think that's kind of the sentiment Corey Feldman gives at the end. He's like, man, I love this neighborhood, you know? And, but I mean, like that's, I would absolutely do that. I could see myself in high school being like, guys, come over. You know, I mean, you would do that, you know? Especially since, you know, we had nothing else to entertain us because we're so old. It was either that um, or, you know, go back to etching on the old tablet.
0: I happen to be watching the burbs and uh, they're knocking on the door and uh, Mark has got the brownies and he just went down. <laughs> And I just forgot like, it was both feet. <laughs> yes, he just
2: goes right in the
0: brownies dump
2: over. And he's like, shit, well, there goes the brownies. You know, like so pissed. I, <sighs> I mean, that scene,
1: I laugh all the time. That's like uh, when you watch Christmas Vacation and you hear say, uh-huh. you know, don't throw me down clock. You know, that gets the biggest laugh out of me. And it's some, um, you know, <laughs> ADR line they threw in after production or probably. And it's just a tiny little piece of the movie. And I always laugh so hard at that.
0: That's a good one. Um, okay, so let's see. What else do we have to do? We've we've talked about the movie a little. We've done some Final Girl. We've done News of the Year. Have we talked about... Um, oh, what's this? Have we what's talked that? about what else you're into?
1: What? What is that?
0: I hear, what? like, drums and low drums? bass, and I'm really liking it. It feels... I don't know. Is that a... It feels mystical.
1: I hear the drums. I hear the...
0: And, oh wait, Christ. I think that's a didgeridoo No I kind of really hope it's not a didgeridoo <laughs> is, that a,
2: is that a didgeridoo? Uh, is that? Oh no. you, you bet It's a didgeridoo Get Cause out. it's me You wanna be wanker
0: Last time you were here I told you you were never allowed in Slasher Studios again Hell don't even come to the town of Slasherville
2: Mika Listen to me it Micah,
0: was, it's Micah.
2: Micah, uh, <sighs> I do believe that's hang how it's on. I'm, pronounced. I'm writing by down my
0: sixty-third reason to why I hate Wallaby. Micah, Micah. Mica. All right, go on, Wallaby. <laughs> wallaby. <laughs> Let's hear what you have to say and further confirm why you have the perfect last name. Okay, well, if if you
2: let me talk, I'll go ahead and do that now.
0: All right, let's have it, you fucking wallaby.
2: I don't understand the animosity.
0: Huh? Yeah, well, there's a lot you don't understand, wallaby. Go on. Make me understand it. You want me to make you an oh, well, okay, last time you were on the show, you I can't tell if it was on purpose or just because you're an idiot. you killed a, a young sick koala Mika. And I'm pretty sure before that, Wallaby, you came on the show around Christmas time and accidentally suffocated some koalas that you had stuffed into a Santa's sack, uh, not realizing that, you know, the ones on the bottom were not getting enough oxygen and likely died. So th- you've got a lot of, lot of dead koalas uh, on your wrap sheet there, Wallaby. How do you sleep at night? Well, began. probably on a koala pillow, a dead koala pillow. <laughs> I would na-
2: I would never <laughs> dead call a pillow. No, Mika, mm-hmm. listen yes. to me now. Go on, Micah. All of that was to promote safety. And today mm-hmm. I'm here once again to promote more safe themes for you and for your mm-hmm. listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. Go on.
2: Uh-huh. So, the burbs involves, and, I, and I've been listening outside in the green room. Ah, there goes the accent <laughs> <laughs> Pull it
0: together, Walabi. In the
2: green room, and uh-huh. I heard Alex's story about visiting his neighbor's house to see if he was a killer.
0: Oh, sure, killer. yeah. Killer. Killer. Killer.
2: killer. Ah, I'm losing it. Anyway. <laughs> Don't do that, children. When I heard that, I almost jumped out of me pouch. (laughs) Kids can't be going over to neighbors' houses and breaking into the garages. We probably call it something else down here. Oh, yeah. Like a car park or a, a, what do you call it? A car park? (laughs) Oh, never mind. I think that's what that's called in Boston.
0: Uh-huh. Go, on. go on. By the way, uh, if you're just I tuning believe, in, this segment is called How Did We Lose All of Our Australian Listeners?
2: I think Australian listeners like hearing one of their own promoting safety all over the world. Anyway, just uh-huh. wanted to stop by to say, hey, kids, don't go to your creepy neighbor's houses. Oh, hold on. Got to get me didgeridoo going. Oh, God. <laughs> Keep going. Uh-huh. I, think, I think that's an instrument you blow on.
0: That's right. Uh-huh. Through. Through. Blow through. Blow through. Well, I got an instrument you can blow through.
2: <laughs> anyway, so don't do that, kids. I'm going to get out of here because <laughs> I really just did this to annoy Micah. It didn't have anything planned.
0: See you hey, later. Well, you got my name right there at the end. Goodbye and good riddance, Wallaby Wanker. God
2: I, oh I meant Mika.
0: Uh, uh, All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause for Wallaby Wanker, who sounded suspiciously like Alex a couple of times. It was almost like he lost his motivation to continue being Wallaby Wanker (laughs) and slipped into Alex. So uh, who knew Wallaby Wanker does a great Alex impression on occasion? Well,
1: you know... (laughs) I don't know what to say to that. Do you want to, <laughs> is this a, I don't remember where we are. Every time Wallaby Waker comes in, it like throws yeah. me, you know, I yeah. love having yeah. him here.
0: Love having him
1: here. But uh, it is sometimes it's like, what? You know, like I, yeah, I don't remember where we were.
0: So where like a were boom we? boomerang straight to the brain.
1: Are we to the moment that we should be playing another final, girl? Let's do it. Let's I do think it. that makes perfectly good sense to me
0: perfectly good sense okay well the dead bodies are stacking up here in slasher studios feruza and all i'm a anus i have an itchy cut and lady laviosa all dead all murdered for doing the wrong thing but jessica stabic vendetta vetti vicky velour lesbia fisticuff you are still alive so we're going to put your names into the wheel of death <laughs> i can't we'll close that hat you can't well, let's spin the wheel and see what happens. Hurry, 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 hurry. Satan is our pal. <laughs> I love Satan. Satan is our pal. Very good. Good wheel okay, noise. Wait, yeah. wait a wheel noise. Will it wheel noise? Yes, it will. Will it. Yes, it will. Okay. Yes, it will. Up first, we have Jessica Stabbit and Vendetta Vetti.
2: All right. Good luck.
0: While watching Big Mama's house, his hand slid up your blouse. (laughs) You sprayed his eyes with mace, then slapped him in the face. You survived. Wow. Big Mama's house. What a callback. All right. Good job, Jessica Vendetta. Let's see what you got, Vicky Valura and Lesbia Fisticuff. While watching a film called Norbit, he found your (laughs) slit and explored it. You gasp with pleasure in bed, then cujo chewed off your head. You are dead
1: <laughs> you are dead, and another great callback i'm I'm detecting a
0: theme <laughs> uh. All right, well, okay, so Lesbia Fisticup, Vicky Velour, we love your names, but unfortunately you are dead as doornails, but come back and play again next time. So six dead, two alive, and we'll find out what happened to Jessica Stabick and Vendetta Vetti in the final round of Final Girl when we return.
1: Hey Micah. You ever get sick of being a vegetarian? You mean do I miss eating meat? Yeah.
2: No. Not
1: really. Why? Don't you get sick of what all your non-vegetarian friends cook for vegetarians?
2: You mean how the vegetarian option no matter where you go ain't nothing but vegetables like rabbits or something? Yeah, exactly. Nope. Because now I just bring my own food from We Got Fake
1: Meat. We Got Fake Meat? What's that? It's a store. And they got fake meat. Awesome. How's it taste? Yeah. And you mention our show slash you're a hardly knower, you'll get 35% off your first order.
2: Wow. Let's go right now. All All right. right. Fake
1: meat. Fake meat. Fake meat. Fake meat. Fake meat. Fake meat. Welcome back to Slasher, I Hardly Know Her. You're listening to Short Circuit, one of the only songs Micah has produced for the show whose name kind of makes sense, right? Sounds like some robot short-circuiting.
0: It does, it does. sounds like malfunctioning robots. See,
1: I like that we don't, like, tie ourselves to, like, scary music. <laughs> it doesn't have to be scary music because we do a horror movie podcast, right? We're just just hanging out and talking about horror movies we watch so why the hell not just enjoy some dope tunes while we do it, right?
0: I think these dope tunes should go away quickly because as fun (laughs) as malfunctioning robots are for 5 to 10 seconds after that, (laughs) dear god
1: Mike hates this song more than anything Uh, I like it for
0: a few seconds and then I want a gun because it's just like beep, 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 beep and my ears are starting to go, fuck, no!
1: You're such an angry person, dude. I don't I don't get it. You know, you don't like I'm, Wallaby I'm saying, Wanker. I'm right? You don't I'm like your on the own spectrum. music. I mean,
2: good Lord. What a baby. Okay. So, wah, back to this. Wah, wah. We're
1: at the assault. We're at the assault on the house, right? And let me ask you, Micah, would you, in this situation, everything yeah. is the same mm-hmm. except, you know, you're Tom Hanks or Art. Yeah, you're Tom Hanks or Art. Those are the only people who go in. So uh, would you do it?
0: Would I go into my neighbor's house? Yeah,
1: if everything that had happened just had happened.
0: Oh, yeah. sure. If my neighbor's missing and I find a femur uh, and I see his toupee in their house, I'm going in. Okay. In fact, but- I probably just would have done it right then. If I see the toupee, I'm just going to go ahead and knock out the neighbors, tie him up and be like, where the fuck is he? Call the police. Let's get this thing fixed. Wow.
1: If you were going to call the police, you should probably just do that first. And skip Could you and just knock do them that. Why didn't they just do up. that? Like, in my world, we're not calling the cops, right? So it's either do I yeah. go in or do I not go in.
0: Oh, yeah, we're going in. Okay. You, you and know. me, we're, we're getting the grease paint. We're grabbing yeah. our gear and we're going in.
1: Uh, you are the person when I wanted to break into a long abandoned amusement park. Uh, from my childhood you were the first person I called and damn those pictures are great and that was yeah. a fun, fun experience. I that,
0: love that was so cool because, I mean, we both went there when we were kids when yep. it was a, a functioning operational amusement park. And yes. to see it as like a ghost park is weird, man. It was
1: weird and all overgrown. And I don't know. That was crazy. I don't think it's there anymore at all. So I'm glad yeah. we went when we did. Uh, but so, of course, yeah, I'm going in this house with you. Yeah, Let's 100%. Unfortunately, I, I kind of feel like... I want to be the Tom Hanks character, but mm-hmm. I think I'm probably art.
0: Your art, yeah. I, think, I, I, think thought, I thought you art. were going to say that you you wanted to be uh, Mark Rumsfeld, the veteran.
1: I well, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, I like being like that'd be cool to be up on my roof. I like if I get to choose, that's who I want to be in the scenario.
0: Up on the roof, don't even have to go in the house. Don't I'm going go in. in I, I'm, I'm dumb enough out. to be curious enough to go so into the I. house. I,
1: you know, I told you the story. I am absolutely that dumb. I'm going to get yeah. in this guy's garage and be like, I'm going to prove that someone lives here, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind mm-hmm. of a dumb thing when you really break it down. I'm going to prove oh, somebody yeah. lives here because yeah.
0: it totally looks like they do. <laughs> uh, this is what my wife would re- re- refer to as white people stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah. I yeah. okay and i can hear your wife saying it too
0: <laughs> anything um, really dumb like you know hang gliding mountain climbing she's like yeah. yeah i was like oh you should see the video of this guy hang gliding she's like is he white i'm like yes <laughs> hey alex is it too late to ask you what, what what else you're into besides the burbs
1: is it too late to ask? or is it too me?
0: early can i ask you that because i'm curious about who you are and what you do besides watch the burbs and i want to know what What are you into? What are you into? 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 What are you into? What's all this screaming about?
1: I love that. Okay. Uh, What else am I into? What have I been into lately? Uh, It doesn't... I won't say it directly relates to horror, but I will end up using this for horror. I have been, like, uh, reconditioning my camera gear. I shoot a lot of video and do a lot of editing, and so I'm upping my camera to a much better camera and I was very disappointed to learn it was not coming in the mail today uh like it was supposed to or coming uh, by FedEx it was
0: delayed but that's okay I'll get it to on what end day. what are you up uh uh improving your gear for
1: uh I just want to be able to there's some things I want to do with portability and things I want to do with like the power like of the a portability itself. mushroom yes Yes, like a portability mushroom. Those, oh, that's portabella. I'm sorry. Go on. Those big mushrooms they give you on a plate when you order the vegetarian bladder at a banquet dinner. <laughs> uh-huh. uh,
0: Cuz nobody knows what vegetarians eat. They have to eat vegetation, right? If they there's have one coming, we've got to feed them vegetation. You
1: do we have vegetables? Cuz we need vegetables. No, you can do If you're, lots if you're of out
0: things. there and you've got friends who are vegetarians and you're wondering what to feed them, it's all foods except for that animal. Right. And so if you have chicken in your house and every other food, you can feed them all of the foods except for the chicken.
1: <laughs> it's I do understand it's a tough concept to understand. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't know why I got off the internet. It doesn't matter. Uh I am I'm like going down rabbit holes on camera gear. I'm really excited to get this camera. Uh it shoots in all the formats I need. It has all the outputs i need for you know external screens and blah blah that would bore anyone who i talked to about it ever so i just won't bore you with that but uh that's what i've been into and i've been digging it why that relates to horror is because you know mike and i will end up using this gear to shoot our shorts and you know do all kinds of crap and so that's cool this allows us to be able to do more crap because it's such a good game
0: you know, I, I like shooting shorts with you, but I'd rather shoot you taking off your shorts. Oh, uh, I'd rather <laughs> just shoot
1: the shit about movies. But, uh, Micah, what are you into? Uh,
0: let's see. I have been watching stand-up specials and listening to people doing stand-up like old new like it's homework man uh just trying to figure out like tips tricks what works what doesn't why is something funny you know taking all the fun out of funny by just watching it religiously <laughs> so i've been watching like old hbo specials from the the 90s when they used to have that half hour hbo special uh, all the way up to stuff that just came out like uh what's her name taylor tomlinson's new special gary goldman um And uh, Uh, Oh, Pete Davidson had a new special come out Not too long ago You love Gary um, Goldman? Yeah, I grew up on that guy See, he's new to me Like, I'd seen his face before But I hadn't watched his stand-up And I just watched two specials within the last two weeks And uh, thoroughly enjoyed them
1: He's been around a while, man I mean, like, he's he's a veteran Dude, what the hell was that in the background? I don't know if it showed up on the mic The listeners listened to But do you have some sort of elf ghost in your house?
0: What the hell was that? I wish I could tell you it was just one, but I've got an elf ghost infestation. I don't know if they're coming in through the ventilation or what, but it's getting ridiculous.
2: (laughs) What the hell was that, dude? What, What the fuck
1: was that particular elf asking you? That was creepy.
0: Well, hopefully only the phone mic picked it up and not the the studio mic because I held the studio mic far away so I think I'm safe and we'll just say it was an elf and not that I uh, ripped ass during the show
2: (laughs) is that what that was (laughs) are you kidding me
0: well, I was like, well, how can I sneak a fart during the show? So I was like, I know, I'll just kind of <laughs> spread my ass cheeks on this chair. I'm commando anyway right now. I just got these sweats on. Oh, my and God. sometimes you get the I, silent, and then sometimes uh, you get the whale call, the and we point, got the whale call.
2: The whole point of us just hitting record once is that I don't have uh-huh. to do as much editing. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> God.
0: If you didn't hear it at home, that's a, that's a little dramatization. Yes. Reenactment. Wow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was done. just a cat i have never farted wow
1: that was awful that was just the worst oh yeah there you uh,
2: go. <laughs> the worst <laughs> uh, oh thank wow. you thank you i think, they're, clap- you, thank no, thank I think you. they're
1: clapping for the death of the fart okay mm let's uh let's do whatever we gotta do i don't even know where we are did we
0: just start this segment or are we at the end of this segment (laughs) Uh, we're 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 somewhere near the beginning of a segment i think i
1: just thought it was silly to go i mean i don't want to get to the end of the burbs because if you haven't seen it because you're one of those younger folks that Mm -hmm, listens to mm -hmm, us and mm -hmm. haven't seen it i want you to see how this movie ends i want you to see the great uh, definitely you know just impromptu stuff that tom x does in the end and
0: so is this a spoiler warning are we telling him that we're going to be talking about the ending i don't know the jump ship
1: sure we can but i mean like what's the point you know i we either spoil it or we talk about the ending to a bunch of people who've seen the ending of this a lot Uh, i mean like i don't feel like people have watched the burbs twice like if you if you're listening to this episode i feel like you watched the burbs you know 10 15 times in your life you know
0: I know I have. I've watched it over and over again. But I used to so, watch it on that old VHS, and I'm watching it again right now.
1: So that's fine. Spoiler alert. We're going to tell you what happens. Uh, but, yeah, they they go in, and they think they found it. They think they have found They try to dig in the backyard. They don't find any bodies, mm-hmm. and, and it's particularly hot. So they go inside because, you know, there's that huge furnace downstairs, they discover, and yeah. lo, and loose dirt. So they dig and dig and dig. Uh, they're, they hit something. It sounds like metal. They think they buried him in a crypt. They buried
2: him in a the crypt! They buried him in a crypt! We found Walter! You know,
1: like, like that's he's relaying, you know, back the information back to uh, back to the guy, Mark, who I didn't know we called Mark, but uh, Rumsfield, uh, up on the roof. But he tries to call back while they're digging and say, uh-oh, guys, you didn't find Walter because Walter has been brought home to his home by, I guess, his daughter or something. And he's been in the hospital, right? He had, like, did he have a heart attack or something? I don't remember.
0: I don't remember either. I don't
1: remember what his deal was. But he had been in the hospital, and uh, so he's coming back. And so he's trying to tell them that, you know, uh, Mark's up on the roof, like, hey, guys, you know, Walter is here, so I don't know what's going on. But they have now covered the walkie-talkie with mud from their digging.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, then...
1: You want to take it from there it it escalates quickly, yeah. it escalates
0: quickly they go down into the house. He's digging right. Tom Hanks goes down into the basement, got that yeah. pick, and he's going. He hits that gas line
1: you're so you just weren't listening to me, or are you or are you uh you know I'm just re
0: re-emphasizing what you're okay. saying just to <laughs> okay. really drive it home? It's not because I'm trying to look up whether Walter had a heart attack.
1: Oh, I see. That's what you're trying to do. Well, I can keep going. You you look it up whether he had a heart attack or whatever. But I
0: love the scene when Tom Hanks comes out of the house.
1: I love it's that scene. It's flaming. It's yeah, it, exploded. It blows up. He's hit that gas line, <laughs> and uh, he, the whole house
0: goes up. I mean, it's gone. It's toast. Everything.
1: I, I want to know how. You know how he like slides down those first two steps, like on oh like yes, on his come on, or yeah, like, you know. I'm sure that wasn't some specially built thing. That was something Tom Hanks did. They probably wouldn't let you do that. They probably don't let him do that stuff, you know, anymore ever because the insurance won't cover it. Sure. But, uh, no, yeah. that's
0: perfect. That's like, come on. That's like a great, like chaplain buster. Keaton yeah. Pratt fall there. That looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, he can't do you think you practiced walk. that he just, or did that just happen?
1: I don't know. I mean, he's kind of on the back of his pajamas. It looks yeah. like, I mean, I guess they're not pajamas, right? But
0: uh, I'm going to give young Tom Hanks credit for being like, I'm going to do this weird slip thing on the steps. And it's 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 great. Those yeah. are brilliant little bits that make it a one of a kind movie.
1: You know, uh, I just had a, a revelation. Something just hit me right in the middle of you talking. Go uh, on. We're a horror movie podcast. We're debating whether this is horror. But we're oh. not even going to mention the whole dream. Hey, you didn't
2: have the see an ice around here, did you? <laughs> Find your own business. Find your own business.
1: It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood.
0: It's a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? He's, he's, he's being grilled on a giant grill, right? Yeah. And, and everybody's gonna around. Be
1: sacrificed. And They're going to murder a killer. Ritualistic sacrifice. Yeah, the killer from the ice cream place comes, shows up at the sacrifice. Yes. So, it's, yeah. It's, I, how, what are we talking about? Yeah, it's war. Even if it's a dream, there's horror, Uh there's definitely strong horror elements. And I do believe they are actually watching uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre when he goes to bed. He is on his TV, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Uh 2 is uh, was yep, he's surfing through, he watches Race with the Devil, The Exorcist, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, so yeah. I mean, he's he's watching horror, going to bed, then he's in a horror dream, then the chainsaw. I love it when it comes to the wall. Yeah, the more things to back up, I believe this is horror.
0: Word. So are uh, you
1: caught up? Did, did uh, Walter, did I talk long enough that you found out Walter had a heart attack? Or I couldn't not? find
0: anything. It didn't mention that. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so no. Uh, 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 what's left to talk about? Let's see here. Is this the final? Are we in the final segment? We are, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we're in the final segment.
0: We're closing it down. So we've got we got Tom Hanks coming out. The building's exploded. But mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is at his wit's end, and he is fed up with this shit. And he's like, we were wrong. I'm sorry. We're crazy. Whatever. They're not killers. Hey, guys, let it go. And then he finds his way, puts himself in an ambulance, which is great. This whole scene of him coming out charred, slipping down the steps, Going, this is nuts. I'm done. Putting himself in the ambulance. It's all, it's a really good scene. But the doors close on the ambulance. And is hmm. there a paramedic inside? No. It's the Klopaks. Mm-hmm. One of the Klopaks. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, what's his name? I just lost the name because I moved to a different page. What are you talking do- about?
1: What are you asking about?
0: There's the guy Hans, who's in, in there with him in the Dr. ambulance. Dr.
1: Klopek? Dr. Werner Clopeck.
0: Yeah. But it's just yeah, yeah. Dr. Klopek? It's Dr. Klopek. Yeah. um,
1: He's the... Henry Gibson. Verna,
0: that's right. Dr. Verna Klopek. We should
1: should point out, we shouldn't even skip over the fact that Henry Gibson, also just a Uh, treasure. Love him as well. Just such a fantastic actor. I remember uh, watching him on reruns of... uh, God, why is it escaping me now? Mm. Laughing. When I was a kid on Nick at Night. I mean, like, just... Loved Henry Gibson. Such a funny dude. Great to play this role because he's so unimposing. He's a little bitty cute dude, you know? Sure. He could be creepy
0: as fuck, though. Yeah, he was a total
1: creepy doctor. He was a killer and he played it so well. So he's, yeah, he jumps on top of him and you got uh, uh, Courtney Gaines up driving the ambulance, Hans. Huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Dr. Werner Klopek, oh, Dick Miller also is in there as a garbage mm-hmm. man. Um, but Werner Klopek, the doctor, he's got a syringe, you know, and it's obvious what's happening now. They're about to inject uh, Ray Peterson with what's in that syringe to kill him, right? Yeah. Um.
2: Because he, he knows, you I knows know it. you yeah. saw my skulls.
0: <laughs> That's a pretty good Doctor Clopin. And he's like, nah, nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't see, see shit any, I didn't <laughs>
1: see anything because <laughs> he really didn't. He actually saw nothing, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He saw nothing. I'm trying to remember what happens. The ambulance does it start to drive? Does he jump out? How do they get caught? What happens?
1: Well, the what stops the ambulance uh, you know, from
0: taking Tom away. Uh,
1: Tom Tom Hanks and Henry Gibson, you know, get into a mm-hmm. fight. You know, they're they're like struggling, and that makes the ambulance wreck. And so then they go flying out on the gurney, and that goes rolling down the. Oh, you know, that's right. As that's they right. fight, and then it uh, hits the hits Doctor Klopik. I like that's what the the detective keeps calling him, Doctor Klopik. is uh, the sound a
0: horse's hoof makes when it rocks? Klopik, klopik, klopik.
1: <laughs> and that's when the you know trunk pops open, and then Ricky takes a look, and he's like, "Hey, I want to see this," and he like whips the pizza cloth off or whatever and there's like tons of skeletal bones in there like a lot
0: why were they keeping them all in their trunk they're like well let's just move them into the trunk it seems that we're under suspicion here by our neighbors there are police we'll just keep our bones in the trunk because nobody will look there
1: that is what i think but i then ask then what are they doing with the uh what are they doing with the furnace downstairs
0: Yeah. Right. Like it's
1: it's so hot, it's going to melt, you know, like destroy bone or whatever. Why don't
0: you just incinerate it all? Maybe, maybe it doesn't get hot enough to to get rid of the bones. It looks like an incinerator where you could turn it to ash. I don't know. What
1: the hell else are they doing with it? But also, though, I guess uh, he is kind of saying, you know, you took one of my skulls, you know, so I guess maybe they're his trophies. So I don't know. These sick, sick bastards, the Clopics. Yeah, Clopic is a real SOB, but I do know it's Clopic. I'm just saying that because it's funny. Uh, And then the only thing I didn't love about this movie, literally, it's like the one part of this movie I did not, even as a kid, I was like, this is kind of silly, is I like the joke when they're like, hey, uh, Art. Uh, your wife's home and your house is on fire, and he's like, "My wife's home," you know. <laughs> but then, which I love, I love that. But then it it plays those like cartoon, like
2: bling bong bling, you know, when uh-huh.
1: it says it around him, and I hate that. I thought that was a little silly. But other than that, uh, great movie. Uh, I think Tom Hanks agrees to or Ray agrees to take a little more time off, and yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman breaks the fourth wall, talks to the camera and says something like, man, I love this neighborhood. And Hell yeah. the movie ends with that amazing swell up of a score that we came in with. And, ah, uh, just, yeah, I don't know. It's the same score that we came in with, but whatever the case, uh, it was, yeah, it's just a brilliant piece of cinema. I, I am absolutely down to, uh, you know, rate it, but I don't know how to give it a crunches kill. Is that a thing? Oh, that's right.
0: The ambulance crashes through the front of that house. Oh, I just saw that scene again.
1: Yeah. That's what sets our house house. on fire. And then (laughs) Courtney Gaines jumps out and Uh, tries to take off. And Bruce Stern is like, where are you going? Pinocchio. And, uh, chasing down. Courtney Gaines slips on the grass and it looks totally legit when they slip on the grass.
0: Uh, huh. Uh, Why doc- do you think critics didn't like this when it came out?
1: I don't know. Uh I really don't know.
0: It Too was silly. Just... It's not serious enough or what? I mean it, it's it's a light affair. It's fun. They make murder fun in this movie.
1: You know, even uh even the IMDB rating, which I don't know what
0: the hell that means, is uh six point eight. You know? I love it. Yeah. It's great. I mean, if I saw it for the first time now, what, would I, I don't know if I would love it as much. Who knows? But it's so wrapped up in nostalgia for me that I can't really separate it from that. Uh, so all I know is I love this movie.
1: It only has a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Boo, I say. I say boo. 45
1: on Metacritic and 6.8 out of 10 on yeah. IMDb. I think that our listeners probably agree with us on this one I think the people that listen to this podcast would not agree with that 55% Rotten Tomatoes rating I would be willing to bet
0: yeah 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 well audience rating uh, summary if you just give it a goog I uh, know what regular people are saying on old goog it gets a 4.5 out of 5 yeah man this
1: movie is a killer I don't know that we can do a crunchiest kill on this one right I mean yeah who
0: dies Crunchiest kill. Not
1: even Walter dies, so which is great. I don't think there needs to be any in this. What the kills were? All those tons of bones in uh, Lopeck's <clears throat> trunk. So we go with that, and <laughs> whatever the hell was in that trash can <laughs> then he drove yeah, and down. That, I guess
0: that's our only kill. <laughs> Beating uh, a a dead body, if that's what it was. I don't know that was and you know we do uh,
1: know absolutely the naps you know the naps are victims of theirs the people okay. that people own the house before yeah. them so we can't I mean that's our crunchiest kill I guess Um, what are we going to rate this with
0: oh oh that's a tough one let's see how many mm-hmm. hmm how many crispy Tom Hanks's, uh how uh, many
1: uh, feet feet going through porches uh we didn't even talk about the fucking bees man uh it's fucking great the ones that come out when they try Uh to there's so Uh many funny moments in here uh ray leaving the note it's like i know what you did Uh Uh (laughs) uh-huh and he's like and and ray's like what uh or art leaving the note and he's like you yeah. left a note why did you leave a note and he's like well you know just want to let, let them know that we know you know that uh we know what they did or whatever and he's like he's gonna think i did it he saw me leave a note in the walter's house he's like he's gonna think i did it he's like ah whatever and then that somebody comes out throws the note over or throws a piece of trash over the uh-huh. fence and uh he's like art's like, man. Eh, people litter all the time it's not you know it's not gonna be my note people he's probably just a litter bug he's a litter bug he opens up and he's like nope it's my <laughs> note you know it's, it's just a great moment of kind I love everything they do in this but uh, I, I'm sorry I got it so off I was like we should have talked about all this so uh, I don't know how many <laughs> how many electrocuted arts. How many um uh Dog turds, Walter's dog turds in uh, Rumsfeld's lawn. Uh huh. How many sardine pretzels? God, that's the gross, fo- the foley that's the crunchiest in that kill in the movie. The
0: fat Foley, it's all. It's so. Ugh. It's a so testament terrible. to Tom Hanks's acting because you oh. feel disgusted watching that. Yes, you or him.
1: Then you hear him, like, you know, coughing it up. He's like, and it's so dry. It's like, Grr, 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 you know, it's like, oh, God. I, I mean, like, you could feel it. It's terrible. Yeah. So, uh, like, how many uh, Tom Hanks dry heaves?
0: I like that. Uh, how many? How many? Ray heaves? Peterson. <laughs> t- how many Ray Peterson? Pretzels, sardine. Sardine induced.
1: Powder cops powder coughs there you go that's it right
0: there oh i'm never gonna remember that
1: no i'm going to try it one more time how many ray peterson sardine induced powder coughs i got it man so how many of those would you give uh, yes. how,
0: oh, God, how did you remember that? All right. How many Ray Peterson sardine pretzel-induced powder coughs will I give 1989's The Burbs? Well, it's yes. one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, so it's hard not to give it a 10 out of 10. I mean, there are movies I like better, so I'm going to drop it to a 9. So I'll give it a 9 out of 10 Ray Peterson sardine pretzel-induced powder coughs.
2: <laughs> you got it.
1: Um, (laughs) I completely disagree with your rationale that there are movies Uh you like better than this. And so therefore you have to drop it. Uh, Uh, I believe this can easily be a 10 alongside other 10s. Uh, this I would give 10 Ray Peterson sardine pretzel induced powder coughs.
2: Ooh. Excellent. Ooh, Excellent. Yeah.
0: How, how did we remember that? I mean, <laughs> us of all people. Oh, thank you. We were able to say the same phrase more than once. Oh, thank you, guys. That's very sweet. Well, at least thank we you. think we did. We'll probably, you know, go back and edit and be like, oh, we blew it.
1: Yeah, we blew it. Somebody will write us and be like, nah, you didn't even get it right once, guys. Um, okay, so we got some final girl to do, buddy. Let's do it. Let's do it. I all am right. ready to see who is making it through.
0: Well, it's all come down to this, people. Uh, There are six dead bodies here. Feruza, Aima, Ayava, Lady, Vicky, Lesbia, all dead, which means Jessica Stabbit, Vendavetti. You have made it to the final round of Final Girl. However, you guys have been on a team up to this point, but if you listen very closely, you might have heard the sound of me ripping the little slip of paper you guys are on apart so you're no longer together. One of you will die. One of you will survive. I'm going to drop your names into the wheel of death. Close the hatch. Just spin that wheel. Alex, you do the final sound this time. (laughs) Is that the sound it made? (laughs) It was just whining. (laughs) Help me, Alex. Help me, Alex. Okay, I like it. Okay, who's out first? It is Jessica Stabbit. All right, Jessica. Outside the quick stop stood two strange men, one short and fat, the other tall and thin. As you were walking by, the tall one said, want to get high? You said, what do you take me for, some kind of hoochie? His cryptic (laughs) reply, only two words, snoochie boochie. You survived.
1: (laughs) Oh, go back and watch Clerks, kids.
0: All right, up next, it is Vendetta Vetti. Let's find out what happens. Outside the Circle K, it was a stormy day. A phone booth appeared, and the man inside did say, Step inside, take a ride, to the future we'll go. You rushed to your scooter while telling him, No, later you died when the world did end. You should have known better. Rufus was a friend. You are dead. Oh,
1: you have died.
0: Wow. When Rufus shows up in his phone booth, you gotta help out because the world's fate is at stake.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean like you're, it's it's not just selfless, it's mm-hmm. actually what you you should do. It's the right thing yeah. to do.
0: All right. That means Jessica Stabbett. you are our final girl. Congratulations. Your Yahoo! fight is almost over. Here's what you got to do. You ran the gauntlet. You survived. But jump onto Instagram. Send us a direct message. Don't comment it, because, you know, if, if these other players haven't heard the show yet, we don't want them to know who, who lived and who died. Uh, so direct messages. Say, hey, guys, I listened to the show. And I am the final girl. Yes, you are, Jessica Stabbit. Congratulations. And to the rest of you, thank you so much for playing. Please come back and play again. As you know, we love repeat offenders. So that goes for you, too, Jessica Stabbit. All right, Alex, we've done it. What's left? Well,
1: I, it's, I would like to thank our listeners for dealing with our hectic schedules. But if there's one thing you ha, you can say about you and I is that we do keep making episodes. It's not like we're like way off or anything. It's just sure we want to do it every two weeks. We try to, but, you know, sometimes life happens. But we never, ever just don't come back and do it. We haven't ever. We haven't still haven't taken a break for like almost a year. Can you believe that?
0: Yeah, dude. We've been at the show since August of 21, right?
1: Uh, I think we... I don't know. 20 or 21?
0: 21 sounds right. I'm pretty sure it was August of 21 and it's 2024. Have we been doing this show three years in August?
1: I believe so. And we've only taken one summer off.
0: Yeah. Wow. And that was a short break. We only took a a little bit of time. Yeah, we just took
1: a couple months off and did a convention. Uh, Anyway, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for continuing to come back and dealing with all of our blah 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 and thanks for letting us watch the burbs it was a nice uh nice change for us you know i watch a lot of horror for the show i watch a lot of horror for just you know myself and you know a good excuse to watch the burbs hell yeah i'll take that for sure no question
0: i do love that movie Uh i had to know it says our first episode was uh july 26 2021 so long ago. Um, we're about to have a three-year anniversary, dude. We got to start thinking about um, how we're going to celebrate. We should probably do another horror con.
1: Yeah, let's do that. We should. I was looking up. Uh, I was looking up some of those coming up and uh, trying to work it into my busy travel schedule. Oh, here goes Bruce Stern. He's gonna. He's about to go through the uh, the porch here in the scene that I'm watching. I popped up on pop up on imdp and boom both feet <laughs> plate,
0: plate <laughs> goes down uh, i want to try that i want to practice doing that but i'm like no micah you're gonna you're gonna turn your ankle you're gonna hurt yourself and uh, then you're gonna have it. regrets
1: and don't do it because then maybe you might be in a hospital and it'd be too difficult to record our show because all the beeps in the background and I, I love doing this show with you i love you brother I just uh, couldn't... (laughs) There's leaves all over the brownies. Wow, that is disgusting. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We usually do that thing where we're like, hey, here's the next movie. Uh, I'm going to pick it and throw it on you, Micah, or vice versa. But we have already kind of talked about this, uh, so you know we're watching. We're watching Hosts it is a cool cool episode oh yeah if you haven't seen that one
0: go watch it's scariest okay so it's not there are there's more than one movie called host or the host this one is just host it came out 2020 during the pandemic so if you haven't seen it yet go see it even if you don't love supernatural or found footage i think this one's going to scare the pants off you it was briefly uh well it held the uh the top position for scariest movie ever made as Judged by like physiological reactions like sweating and heart rate, yeah, they did this study. And yeah, host was in the number one spot for a but while.
1: It's a, it is definitely a cool movie. I enjoyed it. I know I'm glad, and it's you know. short,
0: isn't it? Like an hour or yeah, less it's long. Very I feel short. like it's like 57 minutes
1: and so give it a give it a shot there are lots of places you can watch it uh yeah. and that will be what our next episode is so many I'll places you can watch it on tv minutes
0: on your phone yeah, in a yeah, basement yeah. 57 minutes is how boat, long it is
1: our podcast will be way longer than that movie is so until next time everybody uh mike i already told you i love you and uh we'll see you in a couple of weeks
0: Later, everybody.
1: Do you want to start
0: the next segment?
1: Go for it, baby. You want me to start it?
0: I can start it whenever you like, man. me get My level's here. Oh, yeah, I like that. I feel like that beat's about to drop. Oh, uh, uh, oh, Are you moving? Oh, that's hot. Who made this? Damn
1: right, I'm moving. What is this? What'd you call this? This is Nautilus by
2: Micah Slasher. Hey, Nautilus! It's a real banger.